When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 83. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And in today's episode, we are talking all about list building. But before we get into the nuts and bolts, the details, the specifics, the strategies, before we get there, I want to first talk to you about the mindset you have right now around growing your email list. So this is episode number 83, and we're diving deep into the mindset of list building. In episode number 84, we're going to get to the tactical stuff, the mechanics of actually growing your email list. So we've got a two-part series starting with the mindset. Now, here's how to know if this episode today is perfect for you. Number one, if you've been working on your business for over a year now and you have less than 4,000 people on your email list, this episode is for you. Or if you're not growing your email list by at least 75 new leads a week, this episode is for you. I'll do the number breakdown in a moment here, but I just wanted you to think of that number, 75 new leads a week. This episode is also for you if you already have a solid list, but it's not converting for you. So you've tried to promote things to your list and sometimes it feels like crickets or maybe you sell one or two of your online training programs when you thought you were going to sell 100 so maybe you're not attracting the right people, then this episode is for you. Also, if you're struggling with confidence in your business, if you're feeling less than or you're comparing yourself to everybody, if confidence is an issue with you right now in your business, then this episode is for you as well. And if you ever launched anything in your business and your results were lackluster, no matter if you have a list or not, if you ever try to launch something and you came up totally short, either it was a complete failure or the numbers were just dismal compared to what you expected, then this is a good episode for you as well. And finally, if you are in this for the long haul, meaning you are passionate about what you're doing, you love the business you're creating, 
And it's not something that you're trying to do to get rich quick. And it's not something that you want to do for the next year and then maybe move on to something else. But if you're in it for the long haul, then this episode is for you as well. Now, if you have a big, solid email list and it's converting really well for you, you can skip this episode. Don't waste your time because I've created this episode for those that are struggling to grow a lucrative email list or for those that are going to admit that they just haven't really put a focus on list building. They know it's important. I mean, that's a given, right? But this episode is for those that are going to say, yeah, I just haven't put a focus there like I know I should. Now, I've got a ton to share with you today about cultivating a list building mindset. And I'm going to start with my own personal story on this topic. Okay, so before we dive in, as you know, I almost always offer a freebie with my podcast episodes. So for today's freebie, I created a one page inquiry to help you instantly tap into your list building obstacles. Now, this inquiry is really short and it won't take a long time to fill out, but it's extremely valuable because it will shine a light on exactly what is holding you back from building a quality email list. And it's going to shine a light on why it's not happening consistently. So to find out what's truly been getting in your way, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 83 download, and you can get this freebie right away. amyporterfield.com forward slash 83 download. Or if you like to text, you can text the phrase 83 download to the number 33444. Okay, so moving on into the content for today, I want to kick things off by first sharing my own personal list building story. When I started my own business, I knew that list building was a really important piece of the puzzle in order to build the foundation of my business. But although I knew that, it didn't mean that I was actually making it a priority at all. So in 2009, that's when I started dabbling with my own business. I was still working part-time for Tony Robbins, but I was also starting to take on a few consulting clients. And then in 2010, I was fully out on my own and I still wasn't making list building a priority. By the end of 2010, I think I had about 600 people on my list and that didn't really change moving into 2011. Like that number really wasn't going up or down because I wasn't really list building and I wasn't growing my list. So I wasn't adding to it and I wasn't nurturing the list. So it was really a stagnant list. So what happened was I tried to launch my first real online program. I say real because I had dabbled with a few smaller online programs before I did my first real one, which was called the Simple Social Media Formula. And when I launched it, I did it upright. I did a three-part video series and I promoted it on social media. I promoted it to the 600 people on my email list and it didn't do so well. It sold, but when I looked at the numbers, it was nothing like what I had expected. Now I had expectations that were way too big because I had worked with some big internet marketers that were making millions. So my mindset was all messed up in terms of what I was going to make on this launch. But at the same time, I didn't really have a list to market to. And so it tanked and I felt terrible. Like, what if I can't make this work? What if I have to go back to a corporate job? What is everyone going to think of me? Like my confidence was in the toilet after that 
first real launch because I expected bigger numbers. Now, again, I probably just was skewed in my thinking of what those numbers would look like. But in reality, if I had a stronger email list, it would have been a whole different kind of experience. So no matter how much I thought about it, list building was never a big part of my plan. I knew it was important, but I thought other opportunities that were coming my way in those early years were way more important. And when you're new in business, even your first year, your second year out, don't you think that it seems like every opportunity that comes your way seems like the opportunity to finally push you forward? You get asked to speak somewhere or you get an opportunity to guest blog post or someone asks you to contribute to one of their products and all these different opportunities feel really big. I remember I kept thinking everything that came my way, this is it. This is going to put me on the map. And usually money played a factor as well because money was tight in those first two years. I didn't save enough before I quit my corporate job. So I had to hustle. And you might have heard me tell the story, and I'm not going to get into all the details, but you might have heard me tell the story of how my first two years out of corporate, I was consulting and I was taking tons and tons of consulting opportunities because I needed to make money and I wasn't focusing on the business that I really wanted to build, which was a business of online training programs. So I've told that story probably on another podcast, definitely from stage if you've ever seen me speak. But what I haven't talked a lot about is the fact that I also started working with Social Media Examiner and Mike Stelsner right from the get-go. And I wanted to tell that story because some of you might be able to relate to some of the things that were going through my head at that time. So remember, this is a time when I just started my online business My business looked nothing like what it looks like today because I needed money. So I took consulting clients and one of my first big consulting clients was social media examiner with Mike Stelsner. Now I will say that at the time Mike hadn't even launched social media examiner. He was still building out the brand before he even went to the public with it. And I was lucky enough that he actually shared this idea, but he had already cultivated the entire idea. He was ready to go and he was looking for some people to support him along the way. And so Mike and I became great friends. And I've told this story before because he worked on a white paper with Tony Robbins. And so I was kind of the mediator between that. So Mike and I became great friends. He knew I wanted to leave and he said, okay, Amy, come on over and you can help me as I'm launching social media examiner. And this was a great opportunity. So what happened was that I first started helping Mike, and there's a point to the story, I promise. I first started helping Mike with some interviews that he was doing for his website. So Mike and I literally went to Blog World in Vegas. We did this, I think, twice. And before we went there, I would basically create a list of the people that we were going to interview when we were there because he was going to interview him for his new website. So they were big names. They were big people that he wanted to interview. So we'd contact them in advance. I'd research some questions for those people he was going to interview. I'd put together all the prep, which is stuff I used to do for Tony Robbins. So it it made perfect sense to me. I'd put together the prep and then Mike would review it and we would get there on site and I would wrangle all these people. And so I'd wrangle them up and say, okay, your interview time with Mike is at one, yours is at one 30. And This was not the easiest thing I've ever done because these people were like all over the venue. I had to go find them. I was like sweating, chasing people. And I knew in my heart of hearts, I thought this is not what I ultimately wanted to do when I quit my job. But I knew this experience with Mike was going to be really valuable. Like he took me under his wing. He's my mentor through and through. And I knew it was a great opportunity. 
But in my head, I knew this is not what I quit my day job for. And so I did that a few times. I think probably two times at Blog World, we went to another event, I did it. And I became this wrangler for Mike at these live events. And then he invited me to guest blog post once his site launched. And then he invited me to help him start the Facebook page where I became the first Facebook uh, community manager for his Facebook page. So these are great opportunities, right? And the coolest thing about being the wrangler for all these interviews Mike was doing is that I got to meet all of these people in my niche that were amazing people. I remember where I was, what I said, the moment I met Darren Rouse, Darren Rouse, a pro blogger. I've always been such a huge fan of that guy. And I was like starstruck. It was a little embarrassing. I might've embarrassed Mike just a little bit. I remember he was standing near me, but it was a big deal to meet Darren Rouse. And so that happened over and over again. So I got to be in the proximity of these amazing social media masters. So that was really cool. So I did that for, I think like a full year, if not more. And It moved into the whole Facebook management and more guest blogging. So probably about two good years. And again, it was a lifesaver to me because I got to move into a world that I hadn't really been in yet. I was behind the scenes at Robbins. So it was an awesome opportunity. Mike is an amazing mentor, but here's the problem. Guess what I was not doing when I was working with Mike? I bet you could guess, right? I was not at all focused on list building or building the business that I really wanted. So I was not actively focusing on growing my list. And I say actively focusing on it because I'd think about it every day and that horrible, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I'm far behind. I know I need a list. At the time I was um, going through a live mastermind with my other mentor, Marie Forleo. I had spent $17,000 to go through that mastermind, which is a huge investment for me. And she would say, okay, what are you doing to list build? I'd say, I know I'm on it. I'm on it. Next time she'd see me, what are you doing to list build? I hadn't done anything. She asked me for a full year. My list had never grown. I have no idea why I had that mental block, but again, I was chasing money and I was hustling to get my name out there and grow my brand. And I thought everything else is so important right now. I can't focus on list building. Can you see some parallels yet in your own mindset around list building? Everything becomes more important, right? So looking back now at my business and the path I took in those first two years and and working with Mike the way I did, would I change the two years I work with Mike? Heck no, never. I learned so much about blogging and social media and networking from Mike. And I had these great, amazing opportunities to connect with some really important people in my industry. And it helped me get on the map eventually. So I would never change it. But I would not be saying that right now If I stayed longer than I did, there became a moment that I had to tell Mike, I can't do this anymore. And of course he was amazing about it and I could be replaced. And so I know my ego's not there at all. He could find someone else, but I had to come to the moment to say, or I had to come to the realization to say like, this is now holding me back. I'm not focusing on the business that I had said I was going to create. So that whole experience with Mike, if I had stayed there longer, it would have completely derailed me. I think I needed it. I needed to get in the trenches. I needed the work. Having a mentor like Mike, awesome. But there came a point where I had to stop it. And had I let my ego get the best of me, I would have stayed longer. 
because it was a big deal for me to be hobnobbing with these big shots. And Mike was starting to include me and, and almost see me as a peer now versus, you know, kind of like his apprentice or someone on the back end. So he was giving me this great opportunity and putting me in different situations that was amazing. And if my ego was going to take over, I would have stayed there longer and I would have been not where I am in my business today. So I tell you all of this because I'm going to guess that there's some obstacles in your way right now with building your email list and your story might look dramatically different than mine. You might not have that opportunity I had with someone like Mike and that's okay, but I can promise you things are taking your attention right now that shouldn't be and you're making excuses and that's why you're not focusing on list building. I know that because I lived it. When I work with Tony, I remember so vividly many times he would be on stage and he'd be talking about business and he would say, you don't really have a viable business today if you don't have a list, a list being names and emails of people that have raised their hand and said, yes, I want to hear from you. Tell me more. Let's keep in touch. Now, you already know that it is a hot commodity today to get a name and email. People don't just part with it easily. And then keeping that on your list, just as important. So we can't take this lightly. And when someone gives us their name and email, holy cow, we've got to really treat this like it's gold. And so we're going to talk about in the next episode, episode number 84, about different ways to make sure your foundation of your list building strategies is set. You've got to have a foundation. Once you put it in place, you don't have to do much to keep it going. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. But before we get there, I've got to figure out with you what has been keeping you from doing this, because you could go right to episode 84 when it's live and start doing the things I tell you to do. But if your mind's not in the right place, you won't keep that up. You won't make it a priority. So that's why this episode is so important. So I have some questions that I want you to ask yourself, and this is part of the freebie. So you don't need to write these down now if you're working out or I love when people tell me they listen to me while they're cleaning the house and I wish I could get the benefits of everything you guys do when you're listening to me. But if you're really active right now, don't worry. You don't need to actually write this down. That's the freebie. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 83 download. I'm going to ask you these questions in a one page inquiry and I want you to take 10, 15 minutes max answering these questions. Honestly, you're going to see where you are being held back in terms of your mindset. So the first question is, I started this episode saying that this mini training is perfect for you. If you are not growing your email list by 75 new leads. So if you're generating 75 new leads a week, I should say for 52 weeks, that's 3,900 leads in a year. So we're just going to round that up and say 4,000 give or take, right? So I want you to have 4,000 leads in a 52 week period. Could you do more? Heck yeah. Sometimes I generate 300 leads a day in the stuff that I'm doing, but let's just keep it as basic as possible. It's a little aggressive for sure. 75 leads a week is not easy, but I don't want to be too easy on you either because I want you to really challenge yourself. Now, when I say 75 leads each week, you're not going to do that with just one lead magnet or just a few social media posts. It takes more than that. That's all for episode number 84. And I'll help you with that. But here's the question I have for you. This is the first question. What are you doing right now that is more important than list building? 
Now, there's a tricky way to answer that question, or this is a trick kind of question. You know, if you really are buying into what I'm saying right now, that I don't think anything right now in your business is more important than list building. But what have you put ahead of list building? What do you think right now feels more important than fully focusing on growing your list by 75 new quality leads a week? The reason I'm asking you this question, and I have a few more inquiries for you, is because One thing we have probably heard as entrepreneurs over and over again is that success is 80% mindset, 20% mechanics. And we've got to focus on that 80% first, even though it's just a few quick questions and you're going to understand your mindset here. But if we focus there, the 20% mechanics becomes a whole lot easier. So what are you doing right now that you think is more important than list building, or at least you've thought it was in the past before you started listening to this and thinking, okay, I I get it, Amy. I see where you're going with this. So specifically what projects, tasks, action items are you working on daily that are taking you away from building the foundation of a list building strategy in your business? So that's the first question. Again, this will be in your worksheet. Number two, this is a good one. Where is your ego showing up in your business that could be derailing you to focus on list building? So this one might just be me. I hope I'm not being overindulgent with this question, but we're all drawn to things that will make us look good. And we're drawn to opportunities to put our name out there. Forbes, we get a mention in Forbes or Huffington Post is going to let us post there. Or, you know, I get to do this video for so-and-so and that's a great idea. They asked me to speak. All of that could be good for your business, but ask yourself where your ego is showing up. What are you doing right now that could be more about stroking your ego than building your business? This one you have to dive a little bit deep for, but I wanted to put it out there because remember in my own story, my experience with Mike could have lasted a whole lot longer if I let my ego be a part of it. And it would have derailed me from building the business that I built. But I had to come to the point to say, okay, this has served me. I've been such a lucky girl to be able to be a part of Social Media Examiner and have a mentor like Mike Stelzner. And I now need to move on in order to grow the business that I really love. That was a really hard decision. I was so, so very afraid to just even voice those words to Mike. I mean, he was amazing about it, but I didn't think Mike would react negatively to it, but I thought I'm going to totally miss out the fear of missing out, right? What if social media examiner does something amazing next week? And I really want to be a part of it. Now I'm cutting my ties. Now, what I never did was burn the boats. I never burned bridges. And so I couldn't ever have a relationship. I still do tons of stuff with social media examiner, but quite honestly, this is, this is interesting. And I don't know if Mike would agree with me on this one, but this is how I saw it. And so I'm going to kind of get really personal with you here. One thing that I saw changed a little bit when I cut those ties in terms of I can't, you know, be a worker bee anymore for Social Media Examiner and I had to go out and do my own thing was that Mike started, you know, paying attention to some of the stuff I was doing. And I think he respects my work and he knows I'm serious about this and I I work really hard. And so the opportunities that he was sending my way after that were even bigger I don't know if maybe he had a little bit more respect for me, like, okay, this girl's really going to push forward and, and do something bigger with her business. And I respect that. I have no idea, but it felt like there was another layer of respect that Mike put on me once I cut ties as the worker bee. 
So that could just be my perception, but it really, truly, I think was something that was playing out. And that is something that happens when you push past that fear and you say, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. This isn't serving me. And I'm going to put on my big boy or big girl pants and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And you'd be amazed at how many doors start to open when you kind of own where you know you should be going. So just something to think about. Okay, here's the third question. And I have to say this, you probably aren't even hearing it, but Gus is with me in here and he will not stop fidgeting around. So if you hear some weirdness, I'm sure my editor might hear it and he's thinking, what's going on, Amy? It's Gus and I can't stop him. So let's just pretend like we don't hear Gus and you might not even hear him. I always tell him myself and then I always think, do they even hear that? Anyway, let's move on. So the third question here is what excuses might be creeping in and taking you away from list building? So the first question is, what have you put as more important than list building? The second question is, you know, where's your ego showing up? But the third question is about excuses. And so let me give you an example. When I was not making list building a priority in my business, my excuse was I need to generate revenue. Now, some people might say that ain't an excuse, Amy, like you didn't have money, you needed it. But the thing was, I had a bunch of consulting clients. And truly, I could have let go of one consulting client, maybe changed around some kind of payment I had with another client, or maybe taken a bigger project with one and cut two out or something like that. I could have changed how I was working with my consulting clients and I would have freed up a chunk of time to focus on list building. That is the truth. And to be really honest, I was so fearful of money, like it was going to be taken away from me. I wouldn't have enough that that kind of blocked out everything else in my business. When you are driving your business forward because you are afraid that you're not going to make enough money, I don't think you will ever love the work you're doing and you will always put things ahead of what's most important of building a foundation as an entrepreneur. And so I want you to look at the excuses. Usually money is is one of them, the top one. Another one, can you guess the other one? Time. Many of you might be thinking right now, I don't have time to focus on list building. I've got to do this and this and this. I have a nine to five job. I'm only doing this in the morning. I'd rather, if you have a nine to five job, I'd rather you stop selling right now if you're struggling with selling online, if it's not really even working for you that well. I want you to stop that and just focus on list building. You know, at the time of this recording, we are moving into 2016 really quickly. And I would love to see you get your foundation of list building set right now before we move into the new year. Now, if you listen to this and we're already in 2016, the time is now. You start when you know it's right. But for you all that are listening in a timely way when I'm recording this, let's do this now. So next year, list building doesn't have to be such a should have done it kind of thing, but it's just happening in your business. That's what I think is really exciting when you get to that point. So excuses, are you fearful of not making enough money? And let's dig deeper into that. And can you find a way to change that around? Or if it's time, let's be really realistic. Stop doing a few things that are not contributing to growing a bigger business with a bigger impact. And let's focus on getting this list building in check. Now, next week, when I share with you some strategies about list building, we're going to talk about 
you know, the different lead magnets, the freebies that you should have in your business, where to host them on your website, and also how to drive traffic to them. So we're going to get into the really practical application of this. Like I keep saying, and I know I've said that like five times in this episode, but you get the point. But anyway, to wrap up our final question, let's get really honest. Let's look at the excuses we're making. And one thing that will help you with these questions is this next section of this little mini training. And that is you've really got to understand what list building will do for your business. I know that everyone's business is different. The experience I've had with list building in my business and the revenue I've generated because of it won't look identical to yours. I get that. But having a quality list guarantees that you always have the opportunity to generate revenue in your business. Someone asked me, Amy, would you ever go back to a nine to five job? And I hate to say never, but here's what I believe truly in my heart. And that is if I ever got into a point that I was really hard up for money, like this really has to change. Something happened and I really needed money right away. The first place I would look is what does my audience need that I haven't yet provided? And how can I create a promotion around that? I can always go to my list as long as I'm going there with value. Meaning I don't have to rely on affiliates. This one is big for me. I use affiliates for some of my promotions. It's a very, very small list. And I never do really big affiliate promotions. We're doing one for webinars that convert next week. And it's really small compared to what some big shot internet marketers will do with affiliates. Like I don't have leaderboards and a bunch of prizes and all that. I don't want that in my business right now. But I also love the fact that the first time we launched webinars that convert, which was about a month ago, it was only to my list. And it was the biggest success I've ever had in my business. And that's saying a lot because I've been so lucky with some of the successes in my online programs. And so what I was most proud of beyond the fact that I felt like that was the best program I've ever created, I was also equally proud of the fact that we did it with the list that we had nurtured. We had built relationships with these people over the years now, and it really showed in the numbers and in the success of the program, like people getting results and getting excited about it. So if you never want to have to rely on affiliates, but you can use them, it's like icing on the cake. And if you never want to worry about social media changing, then you want to focus on growing your own list. You control it. It's yours. It's as strong or as weak as you make it, depending on how you cultivate it. And I think cultivating a list is an episode that I need to create. So I'll put that on my list because that's a whole different conversation. But what I want you to hear right now is that social media changes all the time. We don't own the platforms. They could take it away from us at any minute. And if they did that to me, I'd still have my list. So very important. Also, remember I mentioned confidence earlier. If you ever struggle with confidence in your business and you feel like I always am comparing myself to everybody else, or I know I should be a whole lot further than I am, or I can't believe I quit my job and I'm hardly making any money or just any kind of confidence issues you have in your business, focus on growing your email list. Because coming back to that question, would I ever go back to a nine to five job? I feel confident that I wouldn't because I've built this list building foundation in my business. I have my tribe and I try to nurture it every week and grow it even more, but they're there. They like me, they trust me, they know me, and they know that I'm going to give them good stuff 
to help them grow their business. I feel confident that that is going to help me continue to sustain my success. So if you're looking for confidence in your business and you don't have it, focus on list building, cultivating a quality list. And that goes without saying, right? You could grow a list of 500 a day if you didn't do it quality. We're talking about people genuinely interested in what you're all about and they want to continually hear from you. But when you do that, let me tell you, confidence is something that just comes really easy in your business. It's all about the relationships you create on that list. So if you're serious about strengthening the foundation of your business, and I know you are, and you want to start to consistently grow your email list every single day, then I want you to take the next 10 or 15 minutes and I want you to fill out that inquiry that I created for you. It's just a one sheet and it's going to shine a light on what is holding you back in the mindset area of list building. Remember, the success of your email list is 80% mindset, 20% mechanics, but it doesn't take that much to shift the mindset. I promise you on that one. So I want you to go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 83 download, and you're going to get the inquiry, which goes over the questions I just asked and a little bit more information just to kind of make sure you have the whole picture. And I want you to fill that out and you're going to get clear about where you are. And then next, I want you to meet me next week in episode 84. I'm going to talk about the type of lead magnets you need in your business. There will be three to be exact how to host them on your website and on the web, like where they should go and how to drive traffic to them. Now you might know some of that stuff already, but I'm going to show you a lot of examples in the freebie for next week. And I'm going to share some stories of my own experience and, and how you can avoid some of the mistakes I made. So we'll dive even deeper, but we're getting into the 20% mechanics in next week's episode. So thank you again for being here. I can't tell you how much I enjoy these sessions. It's always fun to do a mindset one because I can get, you know, a little bit more emotional about these things and just talk to you as a friend, like this is important friend. We've got to get this under control. And I hope that message came across in a really compassionate way because I know that list building is not easy. It can be easier and we can streamline it. But right now where you're at, if you're struggling with it, I know it doesn't look like it's going to be easy. And it doesn't need to be really time consuming or overwhelming or expensive. And I'll talk about that next week, but just know, let's get the mindset right. And once I have you fully committed to making list building a huge priority in your business, you're going to love what I've got to share with you next week. Until I meet you again next week in episode number 84, I hope you have an amazing week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.